When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hold save the king! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the King. I'm your host, Anne Gripper. I'm here in the studio in actual real life with Daily Mirror Royal Editor, King of All Things Royal at the Mirror, <laughs> Russell Myers. And it's a good week because Charles and Kate are back at home. Good news for the House of Windsor. Good news for us reunited in the studio. Um, yeah, I mean, that, it is good news. So we've uh, sort of waiting and having to wait and see what happened with uh, with poor Kate, who had been in for nearly two weeks. I mean, it's, that's quite a hospital stay. I know that the Kensington Palace have uh, been quite tight-lipped about this, and which is absolutely fair enough. It's private medical matter, and everybody has respected those wishes. But tells you a bit of the seriousness of, of her condition and uh, her abdominal surgery, that she was in hospital for a couple of weeks. And then you've got the extended period of time on, on the sidelines up until uh, right after Easter. But uh, yeah, fantastic news that she left just a few hours before the King on Monday morning. Um, out the back door, nobody was seen, uh, No, nobody saw her rather, and, um, and at home in Windsor recuperating. So... To see the cars being driven away with all the flowers and well, there's a lot of uh, activity, isn't there? And so I saw a few uh, few online articles, sort of looking at members of staff who'd been coming and going and their their uh, various roles and duties uh, of um, for for the Waleses, which is suppose uh, fairly interesting in the vacuum of uh, stories that we seem to have found ourselves in. But good news for Kate, we wish her well. Of course, it's going to be a slow and steady recovery. You've still got um, Prince William taking some time out of the picture as well to look after children and to make sure that she is rested and settled. I don't think we'll see him for a well, week or two, would you presume? Wait until after half term. When is half term? Uh, the week... I'm still in. The, might be the week of Valentine's Day. I'm still in Day. the luxury of not having to know about half term. Yeah. You do need to know about Valentine's Day, though. I, I probably should do. I think it's that week. Might be the week after. I think it's that week. So, um, but yeah. So the king, the king is um, out and well. Um, we've had an update from Camilla today. She was talking at an engagement in Windsor. Just going to pull it out. What she said. She said uh, the king is getting on and doing his. best best follow his three-night hospital stay and uh, she was asked oh she was at the royal free hospital in northwest london today opening up a new unit for maggie's cancer support center and uh, she was asked um, by sir gerald ronson who is uh, one of the donors to the hospital and uh, how the king was and he, she said he's getting on doing his best so i suppose we can take that to mean he's doing all right he looked pretty sprightly as he left through the front doors of the london clinic yeah, the other day wave 
for yeah. I mean, well, he'd not even got in when we were when we were speaking last week. Right. And obviously, oh gosh, yes, because he went yes. on in, in on the Friday, Friday yeah. stayed in over the weekend. He and Camilla were, you know, obviously came out came out together, but they called in to see Kate as well on the Friday on the way in, which yeah. is it's quite a nice thing it's to extraordinary do. set of circumstances, really, with two royals on various corridors of a private hospital in the same one. I did see a one story said the king had elected to go there to save money on the security costs. I mean, I, I know he's a, a hard worker and all, but I can't imagine these things may have uh, been taken into consideration. I'm sure Side he was bonus. going yeah, where the best care for him was. And um, we should take a moment. I know we did mention this last time, but the, the, the NHS has in, in, um, enjoyed an 11-fold increase to the amount of people who are going onto the National Health Service website looking for symptoms of enlarged prostate. Apparently it was like one every five seconds or at, uh, at one stage. And so this is, this is um, sort of a, a, a lasting legacy to leave. I don't know whether he'll come out publicly and talk about his enlarged prostate. I imagine he'll have more pressing matters on his mind uh, like when he gets back to work. However, that should be celebrated is quite a sort of leap from uh, the royals of old. I can't imagine sort of um, the Queen's generation talking about their enlarged prostates or, or doing a, a campaign drive um, for uh, for various health ailments. But um, yeah, and it was good it, one on the king. A nod nod to that in the statement that came out as he as he went home. Thank you to all those who have sent their good wishes during the king's hospital stay. His Majesty is delighted that his diagnosis is having a positive impact on public health Very awareness. Much so. Very much, and we've had this with Fergie as well, haven't we? Because of she uh, her talking about her breast cancer um, diagnosis. Now she's um, had a, a very unfortunate diagnosis of skin cancer, malignant melanoma, and again she's doing. Quite a lot. She's been, you know, on the airwaves or on the social media talking about it. And these kind of conversations will obviously help people get your moles checked, get checked in for enlarged prostates. You know, could lead to all sorts of nasties. So I think that the royals doing uh, doing their bit. Maybe that would have been my answer to your question about what was it? What role do the royals have? Maybe they can be health ambassadors. We'll come to that. Yes, so a lot of our listeners spotted that I did keep my promise from last week and put the poll up on an Instagram well story. And I'm going to start a new franchise, Russell. We're going to have question of the week. Oh, I like that. To our listeners. Very good. Very yes. good. So we need I've, a jingle. I've got, I've got, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the first challenge for Dan the Second. As we've, right. as we've yes. dubbed our new, yes. well, he has dubbed himself our new producer, Dan. Um, so, oh, King is dead, little, long live the king. Little jingle, please. Um, the, uh, the statement that came out when Kate came home said that she was making good progress. And I thought it was interesting that they, as well as thanking the entire team at the London Clinic, they did make a special mention of the dedicated nursing staff for the care they have provided. Yeah, I thought that as well, actually. Because I guess when you know when you go in initially for treatment, then that's probably a bit more medical. But the mm. ongoing care and the people who are looking after you during that extended stay, the people you're going to see and get to know, and I mean, it must be a bit weird, you know, that your patient is the Princess of Wales, and how much of a chat is it okay to have? Yeah, because you're looking, you know, you're looking after them for ten days. You're getting to know them. Yeah, I just think that I thought it was a nice touch, actually. And you're totally right. That is the reason. An extended period of time in hospital. No doubt that uh, there'll be community nurses looking after her at home as well. And um, I'm sure it was very, very welcome from the uh, from the hard-working health professionals and the nurses, especially at the hospital. And the Wales family continues to be grateful for the well wishes that they have received from around the world. I mean, going back to the King, 
I'm just hoping we see him do Movember this year. <laughs> we did have a beard once. You've seen these pictures of him with a beard when he was young man, when he was in the forces. Oh, he looks rugged. quite dashing. Well, bring it back. Bring it back. I in think Williams was had a beard as well, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he, I don't think he'd do it now because he's not got so much up top to offset no, it no, so well. No. But um, yeah, we'll see. In November, I mean, definitely in the UK, that's the sort of kind of male cancer awareness. It is, yeah, month. it is. Yeah. And uh, possibly, go, no. I'm do you grow the mo? No, I've grown a beard once and it was, <laughs> it was, it was when I was off for, quite, for the summer. I'm not, I'm not doing it again. Uh, top, <laughs> top tip, don't grow a beard in the summer because the rest of your face gets tanned and when you take the beard off... That did happen. You look ridiculous. I did, yeah. It looked like some sort of uh, Lego figure. Uh, so, well, we wish we wish Kate and Charles continued good recovery. It's Carol Middleton's birthday this week as well, so hopefully there'll be some cake around to cheer, to cheer them all up. Um, and the rest of the royals... Well, it's interesting. You'll uh, no doubt, um, listeners of the podcast will be familiar with my newsletter that I'm doing every week. And I broached the subject this week um, about Camilla being sort of front and centre of the royal family. She's heading up the firm while the others are taking a leave of absence, whether it's through their own uh, health woes or, of course, Prince William taking time off to look after the kids and Kate when she's at home. But she is the central figure. And, you know, It's not really that long ago, you know, probably a couple of decades or or whatever, from when she was kind of public enemy number one. People were sort of uh, remonstrating with her in supermarkets. There were, um, you know, column inches devoted to her being a homewrecker. Then, of course, she's brought into the family, keeps her head down, gets on with the job, um, aligns herself very quietly to causes which have really had an incredible I suppose, force for her for good for her profile as well. So she's talking about issues that haven't really got a lot of coverage, domestic violence of, um, in the home and beyond, children's literacy. And I think that from her just keeping calm, getting on with the job, people have not only become accustomed to her being around, but really taken her into their hearts. And even, really, when you look at the late Queen's statement, it's her sincere wish that she'd be known as Queen Consort. We've even had another leap from that, that they've quietly dropped the consort. She's now the Queen. And I don't even think, even from then, which was, it really wasn't that long ago, a couple of years ago, that the that Buckingham Palace, Ken, uh, Clarence House and Charles and Camilla wouldn't have foreseen a period like she is enjoying now. Because I was trying to remember, there was definitely a relatively recent period, and I think it was around that statement, or it might have been when there was some Netflixing going on, where they basically had to shut down pretty much the Instagram comments on the on on the sort of the yes. royal family yeah, yeah, feed, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, certainly on anything to do with them, because there was, you know, they were unpleasant, and Absolutely, it was not what yeah. you want to be promoting. And I, I was looking, um, I was look ahead of the show and you know, look back over the pictures of what's been posted and sort of refresh myself of all of the royal mayhem that's been going on since we last caught up. And looking at the comments under the the video, of, you know, gathered with the um, the authors for the tiny tiny books, which I'm now mildly obsessed by, they look <laughs> amazing. Um, just how sort of unrelentingly lovely they all were. And I looked at this and it's like, there's some kind of restriction on that. Like, is, are they doing a lot of, um, they may be doing, yeah. they may be doing a degree of vetting to it. 
but you have to have some good comments on there on the first place yeah. to have some good ones to show. And I'm not sure they are. It would take up an awful lot of time to be vetting comments. I mean, I do think you know, from there was definitely a, a more than a degree of nervousness in the palace when that announcement was made because they 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 really did expect, I think, a bit of a backlash of people saying, "You know, God, how on earth has this come to fruition? It wasn't too long ago where." Um, Camilla certainly wasn't flavour of the month and it went without without um, trouble at all and then since then I think you're talking about the, the, the big causes that she's lined herself with and people have actually really had a newfound respect for her and sort of how hard she works I mean, she's 76 she's um, should have been putting her slippers on and putting her feet up by the fire but she's actually probably working more now than she ever has done absolutely, and certainly more than the last couple of weeks because she's she's the, yeah. the main the main woman. But I thought the comment that was just at the top of the hand, it really caught my eye. I just thought this actually does. I mean, this is exactly what the royal family would want, and this would make Charles feel a lot better as he has his recovery. Um, so this comment said, "I've changed on her. I think she's making a great queen. She's easy to approach, not intimidating, and kind. I think she is making her own way nicely. No one can ever replace QE two, but Camilla is doing a great job. So you know, I mean, that's a pretty good Google review you'd be getting. You'd yeah. be quite happy." with your uh, your rating there um i mean yeah camilla does look like she's taking it all in her her stride and and carrying on as as being front and center and last woman standing well i think yeah you know there's an argument of camilla not necessarily liking the job i think you know she thought that that we look at the coronation the nervous smiles didn't doesn't necessarily like the attention i would argue that not necessarily she's basking the attention but she's actually enjoying the responsibility of carrying the firm forward because there is a lot of attention she gets the uh, opportunity to do um you know the doll's house miniature library which you have uh, become obsessed with and a bit of nepotism with her son writing one of the books i thought but you know if you can't sort of bestow gifts to your children who can you bestow them to but um joking aside i think she's enjoying the, the responsibilities that are at her door now and is happy to sort of shoulder the responsibility whilst uh, whilst Charles is rested, uh, getting rested and, uh, and while Kate and William are out of the picture. And it is nice that she's been able to continue work in the areas that she does care about and the sort of ongoing relationships like Maggie's is something that has come up on a number of occasions Absolutely. since we've been since we've been doing this. And I show. think people did think that because she, as Charles had said, you know, I'm not stupid enough to, to think that becoming the monarch is very very different to the uh, to Prince Wales' job and there's different responsibilities. I don't think he's changed too much. I mean, he's not necessarily probably writing letters to ministers and whatnot. Maybe he is, but um, I think that people thought, well, gosh, would she have to shy away from making such bold statements as some people think they are um i think that it's commendable that she hasn't she's sort of definitely thrown herself into it and said i won't shy, shy away from the responsibilities that i've taken on over the last few years uh, the mini books the things i particularly loved are her handwriting is beautiful and incredible it is yeah very nice and uh, the teeny tiny cipher to put the little um put her crest on the front of the book um i'd quite like one of those but nobody would be able to see anything it's tiny and she also admitted that you know her her eyesight is has uh, regressed a little bit <laughs> minor health troubles in the uh, in the grand scheme of things compared to everybody else but you know well done well done camilla carry on very good, well done yes. good job I think Sophie must have been on her visit down in Dulwich when we were 
chatting last so. week yes. because we didn't it all sort of came out just after after we'd recorded but going back again to you know things that you don't necessarily expect the royals to be talking about and Sophie had done it previously talking about um, menopause and that the impact of that on her but talking about periods yeah. and not just talking about periods because talking about periods is one thing but actually really talking about her own periods yeah when yeah. she's asked about um you know what what comes to mind when talking about periods and she said when you have heavy, heavy periods worrying about when you stand up from a chair that's the worst one especially in the, you know being a woman in the public eye I mean, it's a, a real concern. There's discussions obviously taking place. I think Wimbledon has, has now said that women don't have to wear white shorts. I mean, this is should have been done years ago, decades ago. It's insane how this is allowed to, to carry on. But again, it does help when you're having a member of the royal family, someone with a very big public profile, talking about um, health concerns, I suppose. Well, it's not even health. It's just like it's a way of a it's way your health of life, and well-being, isn't it? I suppose your mental health of worrying about that that issue as a woman, I can imagine, is it would affect your mental health, and uh, it's something that young women shouldn't shouldn't have to deal with. And I think what was interesting is going into schools and discussing it with school um, children. 16 to 18, these, these young girls were. Um, and she said to the boys, three boys who come along as well, you're very brave to get involved, but actually it's really important. And other countries, you know, I've been, been to other places, other places seem to be better at bringing them into the conversation. And then one of the boys said his sister gets a bit moody before her period. So Sophie was joking, we better lock the knives away. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Which was so uh, classic. But it just, um, so Sophie's been involved with the well-being of women organization for a while and uh, so they were down at this at this school and tanya simon hall was giving a a mythbuster talk as part of her um adino gang work which does menstrual health web education workshops but if you want a myth busting talk and sophie's gonna talk about you know the, the fear of standing up from a chair if you've got a heavy period and then also talking about um i mean the idea that teenage girls go shopping together and buy their tampons together. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they do, but, but they? doesn't your mum, mum or dad, just buy them? Your mum gets them, or well, your dad just puts them in the supermarket don't shopping. But. Speak about this. I mean, this is um, who was I? Was I thought, well, maybe it was one of my wife's friends who told us a, well, a heartbreaking story about her mother had never given her the talk about periods, and she'd had she had to go and get them um, sanitary towels herself at like eleven. And I thought oh, that's really sad. I can't imagine not having that conversation with my daughter. And so maybe they do. Maybe that's what girls, the reality for some girls is, having to go with your mates, having to discuss it. And if you are in schools and it's being discussed, then, then, then surely that's a, a really positive step. Yeah, we're talking about the, you know, the difference, difference in sizes and it's not about being big down there. It's just you've got more. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, extraordinary. Uh, so I think, uh, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Judy Bloom, formative book. Oh, right. For, <laughs> Uh, for many teenage girls which is uh, is an excellent one as well and um, yeah it's it's interesting and they were also talking about um, some of the girls I think saying something their friends having to stay at home because the families couldn't afford to buy sanitary products at the time and I think there's definitely been a more of a discussion in the last few years about sort of hygiene poverty and making, sa poverty, yeah, making sanitary yeah. products available for free in in public buildings and and other places so it's interesting and yeah Sophie Frank honest liking it liking, liking it. it good work good work Sophie um 
Edward had he had to sort of visit aside say men can't win anything last week as well, which was semi political when he was down in his in South Africa. But yes, last week we were talking about the tortoise. I kept another. <laughs> uh, I kept uh. another promise. I did post the picture of the tortoise. A couple of. Uh, I mean, I think our listeners think that the tortoise is quite fighty because Pamela Skippy, the um, the caption that she suggested for the picture was, I've outlived seven monarchs and I'll probably outlive your brother's reign too. What have you got to say about <laughs> well, that? Well, absolutely, yeah. 192. And then I mean, be the not? oldest animal mammal in the world well see that's exactly what i did i wrote i wrote mammal by mistake on the instagram it's not a mammal which i know it's a reptile it lays eggs oh right okay and it kind of hibernates and gets the heat from the sun did i know that yeah i probably didn't know that yeah i think if we david attenborough stop to think hi (laughs) oldest living creature um currently and i mean i had a marmalade sandwich with your mum before paddington was even stuffed Which I did enjoy. Um, so thank you very much for those. Um, good review for you last week as well. Oh, what have I done? Anne Hardock. She said, um, I enjoyed this new episode today as always and really appreciate Russell's analysis of the overseas trips. Eager to see how this unfolds over the King's reign. So there you go. Sure. Well, I'm always here to serve. Nearly as popular as Camilla, you are. <laughs> but um, it was that discussion about the overseas trips that got us talking about the point of the royal family again. And I kept that, as discussed earlier in the mm. show, I kept that promise and did post the poll on Instagram. So it turns out there are rather too many things that the royal family do to be able to include them all in one Insta poll. So I had to ask people to send their answers in instead but the options in theory were constitutional head of state encourage public service and charity recognize and support the armed services be the supreme governor of the church of england provide a sense of continuity and focus for national identity unity and pride promote the uk abroad recognize exceptional achievement by issuing honors and then i added or something else so people very kindly got in touch and here are a few of the things that they said jack McEwen said embody the primary values of the state and represent the uk on the world stage Julie Whitworth highlighted public relations and tourism. Lex Luthor agreed with that theory. Um, Amy Downer wanted them to raise awareness and represent the UK. For Jen Stolp, it was about being the constitutional head of state. History Hardy said the same, and so did William Single. For Elizabeth Day, it was the sense of continuity. Casey set standard for civility and grace. That she thought the royal family do and should, as opposed to Casey setting that standard. Uh, Mitzi Lundy was about preserving Britain's unique history and unifying the nation in shared experiences. Catherine Ellen uh, was a bit more critical, saying they should actually care about the Commonwealth countries if they want us to remain in the realm. For Deborah Lagatuta, sorry Deborah, encourage public service and charity. They are awesome. Nancy N also went down the charity route. Shine a light on charitable organisations and groups that help vulnerable populations. For Stephanie, it was provide cultural identity and leadership that's non-political but reflects society norms. Katie Nor providing the democratic anchor we need. And for Cali Girl 5, I thought they did everything shown here. And I think, uh, yeah, that for me is kind of the point of it all. But some interesting points to pick up on in that as well. So, yeah, some interesting comments coming back. Probably no clear winner. Um maybe kind of just general figureheadness and use your platform for good would be the overriding vibe. But I thought it was quite interesting, the word um, being a democratic anchor for something that actually in some ways is so fundamentally undemocratic than just being born into a family. Um, but also actually 
something I was it Stephanie talking about reflecting society's norms and I mean there's not a lot that's normal about living in a big palace but part of what they are trying to project I guess is make those human connections and say that we are people like you we have periods sure we have enlarged prostate well it does it does help I suppose because you know they it, they are cut off I mean Charles especially he's like a man from a bygone era I always say I mean, you just have to listen to him to think that he's not necessarily from this world but um it does sort of uh, personalize them a bit right and gives you a bit more normality of something must be just absolutely insane living in their world i think the wales have, have tried to do that especially haven't they they've moved to a smaller residence they don't have you know, they say they don't have sort of service servants and um uh sort of hordes of nannies i know they do have the maria but i suppose it's trying to give yourself an air of you know, we're just like you probably does help your cause a little bit when you're still being flown around in helicopters and private jets. The royals that are still out and about at the moment, Princess Anne also out and about. I think it's clear anytime she gets to go do a job with horses, that's going to be a good day in her diary. And the pictures of her at the Riding for the Disabled up in Nantwich were particularly lovely. She looked like she was having a great time, as did the kids. Everybody loves getting a rosette, clearly. And um, rugby is coming up as well. So I'm sure we'll see her at Murrayfield, even if William and Kate are going to miss out on on a lot of the rugby and sporting action probably because when you're off sick from work you can't go just for fun to the fun things <laughs> particularly when they're on the telly and you'll be caught on the telly yes. yeah that'd be quite quite uh quite interesting might get a call from the boss you can go sit at home and, and watch it with the kids um what have we got coming up to look forward well, to well your guess is as good as mine at the moment it's going to be a bit thin but no doubt Camilla was throwing herself into work she got a cu- she got another couple of engagements this week coming up so she's definitely uh, flying the flag for the firm and uh, moving forward I do think we will see some form of update um, for, for Kate and the King over the next you know, couple of weeks and we we expect Prince William probably probably I would say a, a, a decent period of time is another week or two let Kate get settled, depending on how she is. And then I suppose that'll be a good marker for moving forward. But it is unfortunate that they've had to sort of cancel or postpone, possibly rearrange these two tours, one to Latvia and one to Italy, which was going to be uh, especially big because it's going to be their first tour for two years. So I think, um, you know, it'll possibly be a busy summer and autumn because they might want to play catch up. How difficult is it to rearrange those kind of things that have been in the diary for a long time? I mean, the king yeah. and queen, they did manage to get France. back to France pretty quickly, yeah, all I things so. considered. Yeah, I mean, just pull the plug on it and just um, and hope the, the hosts can host you again. I'm sure they, they, they will want to. It's very much um, the, the government's uh, wish that they go out there in this sort of post-Brexit world and be their first trip to Italy, which I found strange. I thought, gosh, I imagine they've been to Italy before. But it, it's uh, it's important for a number of factors. So I think they will end up going again later this year. We're going to get to our question of the week. Oh, yes. Go I'm going to go for one. So you need a jingle. <laughs> Given that... William, Kate and Charles. They're currently out of action, recovering or supporting recovery. Which of the uh, members of the royal family who are currently out and about would listeners invite to their, uh, their charitable event and why? Who would be the person that they would want to have turn up to cut the ribbon, eat the cake, 
glad to hand the people and uh, generally be their uh, their poster person for the day. So Very good. You have a think, Russell. I'll you, have a think. You I'll tell you know me next week. week. You can ask Mrs. Myers if you want. I will do. Get yeah. her answer. But listeners, I uh, already know hers actually. So oh, do yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a big fan of a certain member of the royal family. But we'll update you next week. Oh, cliffhangers. <laughs> Excellent. Um, listeners, thank you very much for getting in touch with your comments. Do join us on Instagram and we will be back next week. Um, Russell, lovely to catch up with you as ever. And until next time. Pod save the king. <laughs> <laughs>